0: Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Spirit of Success, the, the podcast. I am your host, Dr. Tracy Debbie, and I am coming to you from San Diego. And my cat just started eating. Always before I'm recording, she wants to say hello, she wants to eat. So I thought about waiting for her to finish eating. And then I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna go for it. So if you hear some, some chomping in the background, it's just my cat um, eating her food. But I um. I'm going to share an experience with you, and I, I can't share all of the details, but I can share um, some relevant pieces that I think will be really helpful for you. Oh my God, I'm not like trying to think where to start. So you know I, I've talked about following your intuition, following your um, the uncommon, Thing to to like do the path less traveled, your soul speaking to you, whatever you want to call it, um, and I've I have a deeper understanding and rooting and grounding in in that. Um, just talking to you right now, and so I want to reiterate from the beginning that following that voice, that nudge, that it's to me it's an intelligence. And I don't think I've ever really talked about it that way before because I haven't really understood that until this morning. And I'll share with you why. But I want you to reframe it. or th- No, sorry. I don't want you to do anything. I am going to invite you to think about it as, a, as a, a different form of intelligence. And maybe we haven't been taught to understand or accept or surrender to this kind of intelligence the way that we do scientific studies or, um, you know, some expert saying something, you know, very, very many of us were taught to just surrender and and accept that because someone's a doctor or because they have some sort of authority over us. But what about our own inner authority? What about that voice? You know, and so I'm speaking on behalf of my own inner authority authority which told me to sit down and record this but also I want to speak to your inner authority right now and um, really just say you know like you know speak to that person and I encourage you if this is resonating with you to open yourself up to receiving the message that your own inner intelligence has to offer you because I'm so limited in my capacity to understand why but I'm open enough and receptive enough to understand the feeling. And so that's what I've trained myself now to resonate with and to accept and to surrender because you know, I've I've been on this path for a while and I've met so many incredible people. And every time I, you know, think I don't have the answers and I ask someone else, I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed because they don't have that answer for me. And it's a really lonely place to realize I'm, you know, stuck, quote unquote, which is just a a decision. But anyway, if you're feeling stuck or feeling hopeless or lost, and then you ask someone for help, and then you realize like, oh my God, they don't have it for me. Most people quit or they're like, oh, there's something wrong with me. But that's the moment your inner intelligence is like, come on, just ask, just, you know, just listen, just receive. And I've realized that in those moments when I think, you know, I used to go into despair or sorrow. It's actually now the moments of insight, the aha moments, the enlightenment moments. Because I'm I'm so desperate that I that I open, and I realize now that I don't have to be desperate to open. I can just be open, and so that's what I'm doing in my life now. I'm just consciously choosing to stay open, and so I was I just wanted to explain it this way because it's so fresh in my head, and I and I know I for a fact that I've never um, quite articulated it in this way before, and that's why it just like really landed different for me. And so my soul was telling me to come to San Diego. It didn't make any sense to me. Now I'm going to this Joe Dispenza event. Didn't make any sense to me. Although it did make sense to me, I should say that it didn't make sense to the part of my mind that was so conditioned by society to believe I should do things a certain way. But to my soul, I was like, oh yeah, this makes sense. It fit. It was like a puzzle piece clicking. That's what the feeling was. It was like, oh yeah, that fit. Like, you know, when you have that. You've, if you've ever done a puzzle and you have that last piece and it, it just goes right in and just fits and you have that kind of like complete feeling, that's what the San Diego was. And so, like I said, I follow the feeling. So I just came here. The dates that I surrendered to, I think I talked about that on the podcast before. And it it, it, it wasn't the way I thought it was, but it was—it ended up being perfect. And this is what I mean about the just following the the intelligence that's guiding you. So as a part of my trip to San Diego, I decided to to, I just decided I was going to be a part of scientific history, really, and research. So um, high, high, high level, the research is looking at the effects of really meditation on um, your brain, on our brain, my brain, really, right? And this is the kind of scientific research I want to be a part of. I don't want to look at, you know, research on, um, on pain, to be honest with you, I want to look at the effects that we can have to, to mitigate our experience in the world. And so this is the exact study I'm a part of. And so there are many moving pieces to the study. I was aware of that, and I also didn't fully understand that. <laughs> um, that's probably a good thing. So the first part of the studies, you have to do like, um, you know, cheek swabs for epigenetics. You have to get your blood drawn. You have to do heart variability, and you have to get your brain mapped through EEGs. All like one after the other, so it's a lot in a short period of time. And um, again, I was like, "Why am I doing this?" But I knew it was a manifestation. I knew it was a part of my soul's um, call to me to do this. So I just did it. Um, by the way, I I had to get chosen uh, from a group of people, um, like you know, more than a thousand people. So. Um, Again, I knew it was a manifestation that I was there and it wasn't some sort of alternate like I was chosen so um, I knew that's because I wanted it so I showed up and with my best attitude as well and I think that's really key that I've learned as well but um, uh, I guess it's hard to take my blood (laughs) Um, because of my skin color because of I have like a smaller veins or whatever so there was some issues with my blood and there was a point where i could feel the little um, if you're squeamish i'm sorry but i could feel the thing that they put in um, to get your blood i could feel it in my arm and they were just twisting it and moving it around and as you can imagine that's not comfortable and uh, one of the things that i've learned is that um, in order to um, overcome your emotions Part of the process of that is to overcome your environment that you're in. So if you can get beyond your environment that you're in, you're one step closer to really overcoming the emotions that I've talked about before on this podcast that keep you really connected to your past. So again, I'm, I have my best attitude. I know I manifested this. There's something in my arm. It doesn't feel good. They're twisting it around. Um, they're also starting to get a little bit nervous. I can feel that. And I felt my body starting to close and shut down and be like, yeah, we're outie. You know, like, this is not comfortable. We don't know what the fuck is going to happen. And my body was like, yeah, we're going to peace out. And I was like, no, 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 no. And this is what I mean about like having this intense awareness. I was like, no, you're not. And all of a sudden I just closed my eyes and I just went to a different place. I just started thinking about how I want to feel, what I want to experience And I, I stayed grounded in my body, but I emotionally chose a different experience. And I opened my eyes and the doctor's looking right at me and he's like, whatever you did worked, keep doing it. So I just closed my eyes and I just did it again. And then I could feel them loosening the band on my arm. So I knew that they were almost done with their collection. And he's like, what did you do? And I said, I just thought about how I wanted to feel. And He's like, that made a difference. And I was like, oh. And what I had, what I realized in that moment is that I wanted to shut down. I wanted to close off. I wanted to wall off because I couldn't predict what was going to happen. And I thought that there, that there was something wrong. And in that moment, I learned that we actually have a choice not to do that. And my lesson came to me in this way, where I was like, oh my god. Previous versions of myself didn't know that I didn't have a choice. It just felt like I'm going to wall off. And what's so interesting is that my body actually warned me it was going to happen. It wasn't like a complete shock out of nowhere. And so I was like, how many messages have I missed like this? Where I was completely warned about what happened and I just didn't hear and I didn't know what to do. So it was this really incredible lesson of just, again, really like listening. So this whole like episode is really for me about listening, really like deeply, deeply listening. And again, I'm not any different than anybody else. You can do this if I can do it, you know? And I'm just sharing with you the breakthrough that I had, because I didn't know I was even capable of doing that. But the only thing that I remember changing before I walked into that room, which was the complete unknown, by the way, there's chaos, there's people everywhere. So it's not like, I'm in a private room by myself. No, there's like people, there's things, there's, there's voices, there's like, there's everything. It's loud. It's a very small building and there's so much distraction, so much excuses, you know, and I just decided to not entertain any of the excuses and exclusively listen to the voice that was really guiding me towards my highest good, which was to just surrender to the process. And then all of a sudden I could, I swear it was like, I went to a different place. And again, I was—I didn't leave my body or anything. I just wasn't feeling what was going on with my body because I just placed my attention differently. So I think a previous version of myself, especially in childhood, I would do something called disembody, meaning the experience in my childhood was so um, traumatic. So I—I um, I didn't know how to deal with it. So I just would completely like disembody. So I would—I would leave my body. Um, so I wouldn't have to experience what was going on. And then I come back to my body and it was like, well, you know, these, these emotions are still here. And then I would just sort of shove them down. And that's a pattern that if you've experienced trauma, you might have also taken on. And so as an adult now, it's my my responsibility to myself to not do that and to stay embodied. But just, I've learned that it's really about a shift of awareness So my awareness was like hyper focused on my arm because there was something in it and they were taking my blood, you know? And then I was like, well, I can shift my awareness. So I shifted my awareness somewhere else. And again, I've trained myself how to do that. So if you're like, how do you do that? It's, you can train yourself. You didn't train yourself to, you know, be fearful. Uh, I mean, we all have trained ourselves to be fearful, so you can train yourself out of it. And so at least that's my experience. So I started to shift my awareness away from my arm somewhere else and then just start feeling how I want to feel. They were still taking blood from my arm and there was still something poked in my arm. Yes, that never changed. But I want you to know that you can change your experience of what's happening. So yes, that was happening to me, but my experience of that happening shifted almost instantly. I did not know I was aware I I, I was, (laughs) I did not know I was aware. (laughs) I did not know I was capable of doing that until she done did it, you know, until I did it. And then I was like, well, goddamn, that was amazing, you know, and what was so cool is I had energy to do the next thing and the next thing. And they were like, okay, at the end of it, like, how was your experience? And I was like, it was fun. And they were like, we've had a variety of answers today and fun has not been one. But it was fun because I made it fun because I learned my lessons. Oh, by the way, for the EEG, it was like picture like monkeys, you know, and they like look for like bugs in people and they just eat them. It was like people digging around my head to, you know, because when you put, when they put the EEG electrodes, it needs to touch your scalp or your skin. So they have to part your hair. Um, they put like a like a cap on with like holes. Then they have to part your hair in the holes, put the electrodes in, make sure that they're wet so that they actually pick up a signal and then connect these electrodes to your to your head. And there's like, I don't know, like maybe 30. I have no idea. And um, yeah, and that took a really long time. Is very loud. Like I said, very small place. And they're like, look at the wall and just, you know, think about, you know, you're waiting for a bus at a bus stop and there's so much noise and like my, one of the, the people that I idolize is right outside the door. <laughs> you know, it's like very distracting. And um, I was like, just, it's, it's funny, this analogy came to me. It's like, it's like um, imagine having a sports car, but not knowing how to get out of first gear and you're just stuck in first gear. For a while, I was just like, you know, I was having those like repeating thoughts and I was like annoyed with all the noise. And then I just had this analogy come in my head, like, as I'm telling you about, like, you have this Lamborghini and you only know how to drive in first gear. You're not going to go anywhere or use, or even know how to use the car properly. And so all of a sudden I could picture myself just shifting into second, third, fourth gear. And all of a sudden something happened into my body where I, again, was embodied and my attention was elsewhere. And all of a sudden, the noise didn't bother me. I wasn't distracted by someone who I highly respect being on the other side of the door, or the other people that were talking and and like whispering all around me. Like none of that bothered me. And then we got into a meditation, and I just let myself go, and I was feeling things in my whole entire body. Now I've only had that experience in private, um, by myself, completely by myself in a Place where I feel very comfortable with my little blankie and my little blanket and my comfortable whatever. So, to be in a chair that's not comfortable with the, the things on my head, um, people all around me, blah, 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 and then do that to have that kind of experience. I again was shocked. I was like, I'm the shock, I'm the most shocked person because I didn't know I could do that. And so, again, why did I sign up for this? Why did I even go to this um, this study? It was so that I could learn these lessons. So I could learn what I was capable of on my own. Just all the work I've been doing is so that I can approach moments like these being as close to my elevated self that I've ever been before. And they were all decisions to change my attitude and shift my awareness away from what I did not want to experience and towards what I do want again it seems so freaking simple and then there's all these the, the, for me there were all these emotional addictions and and excuses and limited beliefs about why I couldn't do that and then you put yourself in these scenarios where you almost have to or you know how are you going to get out of this in a way that you're proud of yourself you know like did I show up as myself you know that day and the answer was yeah and then the most beautiful thing was that there's like a flower show across the street I'm not even kidding like and if you know me I freaking love flowers but anyway this this episode is getting a little bit longer than I wanted I will continue sharing because I thought I would share more about the other part of it which I'll do tomorrow so I'm just going to leave you with that. I will reiterate my big takeaways at the beginning of next episode. I just want you to think about what I said if you're hearing this and just know that it's possible and it just takes retraining, honestly. But if this episode resonated with you at all, please let me know. I'm being really open and vulnerable here because I just think that people need to hear this. And so please tell me if this even resonated if this is something you want to hear more of because if it's not i won't share it but if it is i will share it um so i would really love to hear for you from you on this one please reach out if this is something and a skill you want to cultivate and you can reach out to me sorry on instagram at dr tracy debbie or facebook or wherever you want <laughs> um we have all my contact info below as well um If this is something you want to learn for yourself, if you want to be able to show up as your highest self, or you want to be able to move through problems or challenges, whatever comes your way, there is another way. I am absolutely convinced of that. Um, I don't need any more proof. Um, If you want to learn what I did, I'd be happy to share with you. Um, I'd be happy to teach you what I did, too, because it's a process that you can learn as well. Um, Now, how quickly you learn is up to you but I'd be happy to share with you. So if you want to have a conversation with that, you can book a um, link to speak with me and I'd be happy to do that uh, with you and co-create together. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in. I will talk to you soon.